Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. Ellis, how you doing? I'm doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. And uh, were you exploring late tonight or did you have clients out late tonight? No, um, I was doing some exploring, poking around some some different likely spots for muskie. Um and some lesser fished and lesser trafficked for a reason um, sections of the river. So it's it's always it's always sporty getting out of boat ramps that are you know putting in and and taking out of boat ramps that are made for kayaks when when the water's you know ten feet down from an already sort of I'm not sure what this was built for type level of boat ramp so we i got it out and we're on the road after a hiccup or two but uh not the first time it won't be the last yeah well there you go and so you know it's kind of funny it's like you know pumpkin spice lattes show up and everybody loses their mind and they start thinking about musky fishing right oh yeah i think that <laughs> it it really did feel like at least around here we had the week before, so September 23rd was opening day of archery season. And that the week before, and so my, you know, my ears kind of start perking up and start paying attention to what deer are doing. And um, not because I hunt, I'm going to go collect their, their dead tails. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was cold. It was low 50s at night and i mean really i mean that's yeah just it's frost and then you know 70s low 70s during the day high 60s with a little bit of cloud cover so it really did feel like the you know autumn i don't know if it's solstice whatever first day of fall it coinciding with um a couple days of Cold weather. I can't believe I haven't seen more streamer season posts, but definitely be on the lookout for gripping grins of last year's muskies and um, time time to huck the big meat posts because uh, because we did get it's it's pumpkin spice latte season. <laughs> there you go, and you know, like we were saying before we started recording, it's that interesting time of year too where you know, we're in that kind of shoulder season and things are weird, right? So it's low and clear, not a lot of biomass, makes for kind of funky fishing conditions. Yeah, it's been, we, there's, there's been a couple really hard days of fishing where, you know, sometimes it makes sense. Um, Big sun, clear skies, clear water. To a certain degree, lots of pressure, but I tend to find ways to, you know, fishing off peak, all, all that stuff. It just, you know, a lot of these fish we're, we're fishing to aren't really fish to um, by the majority of the gyne population. But, yeah, you you take away, I mean, you pop up rocks in the middle of Wataga, for example, and th- those things in 
April, they have daisy chains, you know, four four or five segments of caddis uh, off of the rock. So the whole rock is covered, and then there's, you know, it's four or five deep of, you know, all the width of the rock just caddis. And that's one rock, and it's a whole field. And then there's, you know, nymphs of all sizes, including some, you know, 14, 12 um, sulfur slash PMDs. And yeah, there's, there's just, it's just full of life. And you, we're kind of see, we're seeing like the teenage, or I don't know, juvenile caddis. And they still pop out here and there, and you still see the caddis eats. But, um, you know, in these same fields where you're seeing that, life that just amount of food really um you fast forward three or four months and it's not there anymore so I, i'm I'm pretty good at making stuff up after doing this for four years now but it, this one definitely still feels like uh, um i i'm definitely putting pieces together and i don't necessarily know if there's science behind it but you, you take away all that food and, and it becomes, you know, the ability for that bite, that bite window turning on is just really fickle. That's the only reason that's, you know, the, the major difference that I see why that would be happening. And then um, you you add on some other changes that are occurring on the tailwaters. And th- this is why I love these rivers and... Um, a lot of similarities to what I had back in DC on the Potomac with it being tidal. Starting two weeks ago, about 10 days ago, the the lake below South Holson and Watauga Rivers started dropping and they draw it down. And you know, it, it influences not just the mouth of the river and where it ends. So now we have more river. Um, but the whole river itself feels that pull and you know the 240 cfs of yesterday just looks and feels different lanes are different um so you know there's there's some adjustments um one of the things that i like to do especially after a whole summer of doing a lot of fishing and a lot of the afternoon streamer fishing you know on, on the wataga generating one to six is now that we're starting to get nightfall earlier and earlier uh shifting shifting trips a little bit so that we can catch you know three or four hours of being under the the stars and mousing um and it's just, you know, it's a good way to change things up. And if the bite is tough, um, it, it's kind of, that can still translate to mice, but but most of the time it's, you get a, a fresh hand dealt to you. And um, yeah, getting out early, I've, I've been doing some split days, you know, we'll go out from six to 10 and then go out from six to 10. Um, so lots of, Lots of ways to work around a, a tough, you know, 12 to 5 bite, which that, that's kind of always the 
the worst time anyhow. So looking forward to a little a little more stabilizing as, as the um the river acclimates to the lake dropping and and we get the fall bugs. Yeah, leaves a little room for day drinking too. Uh, yeah, I mean if you if you want to go out to a bar um at twelve, just that's why we wear safety goggles while we're mousing. <laughs> Catch the early shift at fuzzies. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, back on the uh, pumpkin uh, spice latte theme, uh, got a got a musky question for you from one of our regulars, Brenner, and he just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. And this is another one. People have been asking these great, like, matrix questions for you the last couple of times. Um, this is yeah. another one. It's like, you know, preferred musky rod line and leader setup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, man, I, I think something to, I guess, focus on and be aware of is that some of the lines, this is like a, I don't know, cautionary tale for when you're getting 11 and 12 weight lines. Some of the lines have, I, I think the Airflow um, Big Game Depth Finder has a 50-pound core, and I, I feel like that's the highest test. Um, I don't lose musky flies. I mean, in, in almost all of the water that we're fishing, we're just, it's not, we're not fishing like we're fishing for trout. It's, it's a much slower process and, you know, you can, you can tee up your shots. Um, that said, you are fishing big flies. And so some of that leader, you know, rod, rod line leader configuration, you can start to feel that it's not right. If you, for example, go from an, 11 weight i like the for the i'm going to start with the line first because you need you need mass to deliver not all flies all flies don't have the same massive amount of air resistance i like to you know same with sevens and eight weights i like to have a setup that feels comfortable and okay tossing single bufords I also want to have the ability to use that, we'll say rod, um, to throw some giant stuff. And maybe that's having a, a separate school, but, but getting a line where, where you can do both and have it feel comfortable, um, again, for an all-day casting, I, I think is really important. So the, the line that I've found... That I like the most, and I've done, gosh, I, I can't even, you know, the, the 300 up through 700 grain airflow depth finder, the big game series, it's fantastic at sinking your flies. That, I mean, it gets down. It feels like you're casting a giant fly, and it feels like you're casting a really poorly tied, waterlogged double buford when you don't have any fly on it um and i i, I think they even advertise this saltwater so that's a really limited 
uh, option. I really, I don't even cast it or, or keep it on the boat anymore, but, but that series within the, I think four to 500 grain is, is a good line and it's, um, it's durable. The scientific anglers, um, 11 weight, I think it's advertises the 11 weight, 450 grain. It's called the custom sink tip which really just means customizable so <laughs> this could be you know any lines customizable if you cut the end off but they they put in um I, th I think it's either intermediate it could even be floating there's a chunk of line that is not sinking at the end of a intermediate two inches per second three inches per second sink rate and i know i'm throwing a lot of information out there but um using that 450 grains if you're if you're going uh 450 grains at seven inches per second that pulls you you got to be moving your fly if you're fishing a single buford you know if you're if you're fishing some of the smaller flies which a lot of folks do if they're out fishing all day you got to be moving that thing and it's it's kind of tough to um to get the hover just because that 450 grains at that sink rate is really pulling you know some of the some of the musky flies that are 17 inches long they're just not not really that massive um so I'll, i'm going to stop there and say that the the scientific anglers um 10 11 ish some of the 12 weights when you start to get up to 500 is just yes i see implications for that are you going to be comfortable casting that all day mm, well you need a 12 weight are you going to be comfortable casting that all day and the next day i kind of like that 11 weight as the the middle ground for the rods, um, I have a TFO Axiom 2X that, you know, after getting, let's see, the ESOC series, and then I have Bland's Rod and the 8-weight, that Axiom 2X is, it still has some fly rod feeling, and, and so, does, so does Blaine's Rod. It does. It's not fully a broomstick like some of the other musky rods. Um, so those would be for the uh, ten and eleven, and and even on the tens, I'll go um, the the mangrove just because you don't have to you don't have to worry about um, being too heavy duty when you're when you're going ten weight. When you're starting to get up to the the bigger rods and the twelve weights. One that that kind of surprised me, like I got a Wolf Rodco um, double haul a couple of years ago, and same deal where you can feel it load and it can handle, you know, well above 500 grains, but you can throw a 400 grain line and, and smaller flies and it, it doesn't feel like you're carting around a street lamp all day um and then real quick i know we're this is this is more of a a rabbit hole than i thought it was 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just run through the the concept or the um, general makeup of a leader. Couple feet of at least forty pound floral or mono. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be okay with either. And then at least the length and a little more of uh, the face of a muskie to its stomach. So they'll they'll inhale, you know. They're they'll 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 t-bone. They'll also come up and swallow the thing. And um, you want to make sure that I, I like the scientific anglers, uh, nautable seven by seven. They sell it in spools that look just like tippet, and it really uh, of the nautable stainless steel leaders that i've tried and i've tried all the you know american fishing line all all that stuff um i think the scientific anglers might might be a little more expensive or you know it, it may be comparable to some of the better brands that you get in in fishing stores but it is they sell it in 25 and 40 and it really it truly is notable and you know unless you're doing a clinch knot it it doesn't crease on itself, and um, I like throwing a little dab of super glue on there just because it's nylon coated. So, can we stop there? Yeah, dude, I would literally just pop the safety off the trank gun. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know. I'm in I'm in the middle of nowhere, but I did start hearing a helicopter flying around. Yeah, we we were coming for you. You took the red pill and the yeah. green pill. <laughs> <laughs> so you, well, you, I, I hope that's helpful there, there's a lot there so if there is you know follow-up questions um you know ping ping me and i'll either try to answer or or point you in the right direction yeah well there you go and you know folks we love questions at the articulate fly you can email them to us you can dm us on social media whatever is easiest for you and if we use your question i will send you some articulate uh fly swag i'll even send you some tranquilizer casings i've had to use on ellis in the past um and we'll enter you in a drawing for uh two days of fishing with ellis and one night at the Ritaga river lodge and ellis before i let you get back on the road uh and uh make it home and uh get to bed and get ready for tomorrow you want to let folks know where they can find you so they can book in fish with you yeah i think you should probably give whoever is going to come fish with me some some tranquilizers just because i i can get to talking on the boat too uh <laughs> you can you can find me on instagram at ellis ward guides um website is ellisWardFishing.com, and the best way to ask questions about line leader etc um book a trip pick my brain about whatever flies fishing uh this area is my cell phone at 513-543-0019. Well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, fall is my favorite time of the year to get out on the water. You owe it yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Marv.